Episode 24 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. It's a place to discover new makeup, uncover some confidence, and just have fun playing with color. And it's about makeup and skincare. And it's me. It's me, guys. This friendly little voice that you hear in your earbuds. In addition to podcasting and being a work-from-home mom, I run a makeup and skincare business, and I love to help women feel more confident and creative. And I want to connect with you. So search the hashtag MinuteWithMary on Facebook, and I'll chat with you. It's coming. It's coming back. From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC, so sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and and I'm a big fan of camping big fan of camping you yes you love camping all about the camping life Mm. i'm a big camping guy and by big camping guy you mean you like to camp in a big camper (laughs) well i never said what kind of camping i i may be a fan of more of a fan of glamping yeah but i still love camping nonetheless yes listen i've i've done the whole camping thing and i love making (laughs) fires i'm using air quotes (laughs) Because I, I've gone camping, quote unquote. I've with gone you. camping too. Mm. Wait, no, wait. What, what are you trying to tell me? You've gone camping with me. Have you ever like? I, yeah, we went camping. We yeah. went camping. Have I ever what? We'll t- we'll have this discussion later. <laughs> okay, fine. You glamp. You don't camp. I love you dearly. I make fires and stuff. I I you put I do, gasoline. I do hot dogs. You took the gasoline and squirted all over it. it. Wasn't gasoline? Whatever it was. And charcoal starter, and it pissed me off because I couldn't, I couldn't get it, I couldn't get the fire started. You're a glamper. It was, it was a one-time deal. <laughs> One time, I used the, I used the, the light of fluid. So uh, this episode, I, uh, you know, it, it, this is my story. It's my turn. It's my turn to share a story. And at first, I was like, man, what am I going to be talking about? And then it hit me. So my freshman year of college, in addition to just being awkward as all hell and having like no friends and man, oh man, was it tough. Um, my parents decided to break up and start moving without me. And they, they like fell off the face of the planet for a little bit. We're all good now, guys. We're all friends and everything's all set. But like my parents straight up would leave the state and I didn't know where they went and they were dealing with their own issues. And I was in college, so I felt like I was mature and I could handle life. And then I got a phone call that my Bopsha, my Polish grandmother, the only living grandparent I had who I don't have a relationship with, uh, was in the hospital. She had just suffered a stroke. I was the only relative around to go see Bapsha, who I don't really have a relationship with. And uh, I was frightened out of my mind. I hate hospitals. Who likes hospitals? Not this chick. I tell you what. And um, so I had this older classmate near me and I just like got this phone call and she's like, what's wrong? And I said, my grandmother's in the hospital. 
And she's like, okay, then we need to go. And I was like, I don't know. Do I go? I'm not close with her. She's like, yes, you go. So I went to the hospital and there was my bopsha and the stroke was so bad that like it had like really kind of messed up half of her face. And uh, in typical Polish, did I say Portuguese? You said you said Polish, I promise. Okay, good. In typical <laughs> Polish bopsha fashion. You are anything but Portuguese. She, she looked at me and she goes, well, F am I? But it was like messed up mouth. Yeah. Everything. And she didn't know who I was. And um, I was like, hi, Bobsha. It's Mary. I'm going to try to contact my mom, but everything's going to be okay. And it's really weird to have to be the person with someone in a hospital and you're not even close with them. So, on that awkward note... <laughs> That's not awkward. That's just true. It, it is what it is. Oh, God. I can't even imagine that. Right? Having to, having to go see somebody that you don't even know in the hospital. Right? I could have seen my meme in the hospital. I knew her and I didn't even want to go. Oh, my gosh. I, I <laughs> Nope. I don't do well in those situations. That's the second time I've mentioned Meme on this podcast. Meme. Little <laughs> did we know Meme was going to be getting so many shout outs. So, let's get into the show. and Memes. <laughs> Can't just, have, can't just have a grandma. Nope. <laughs> Let's get into the episode details, because actually this episode is not this dramatic. The episode title is Brothers, and I think we can all tell the reason why. It's actually dealing with Randall and Kevin, how they both relate to each other early in their childhoods, and mm-hmm. then also in their later in their, in their adulthood. But mainly, we discover the fact that Jack has a freaking brother. What? At the end of this episode. Right? So we'll get into that in a little bit, but that is... That, Mind blown. Right? Mind blown. The director was Glenn Ficarra and John Requa, the uh, producers of the show, and also the A-list A-directors, who they have actually directed the pilot, Mm -hmm. Kyle, the pool, Memphis, and uh, one of the previous episodes of season two, Deja Vu. Mm -hmm. And the writer is Tyler Benzinger. Now, if you don't know him, that is okay. Uh, He actually wrote on Parenthood. Uh, the masters, uh, sorry, masters of sex, and the good wife. All actually pretty damn good shows, as a matter of fact. So he has a good Agreed. pedigree, and he became a, a co-executive producer of This Is Us for season two. And this is his one and only episode for This Is Us. And based on his pedigree that he has here, and the job that he did on this episode, I can firmly and and confidently say that he's a pretty damn good writer. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie about this. I concur. One. What are you? Uh, what are you giving for your lemonade? Rating, my lemonade my rating for this episode was a nice, solid four point six. It was a good wow. episode, you know, but I didn't cry, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. I did enjoy it. So four point six. I cannot believe that this is happening. Tell I think me. this is a first uh, ever and ever life. in the Mary and Blake Media podcast history. Tell me what's going on. I'm going higher than you. This is a first, this I believe. This is a total first. I'm giving a 4.7. Look at that. 4.7 Lemonades. I quite liked this episode. I loved the direction of this episode. Mm-hmm. I loved that it got back to uh, some good, subtle writing mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, and I love what they tried to accomplish uh, where... It wasn't so in your face for the for the theme of this episode, uh, and I think they did a really good job with it. So four point seven for me, my darling. What is your good, bad, great? The GBG. 
Okay, so my good for this episode is Madison. <laughs> Skinny, <laughs> annoying Madison who goes to all of those Overeaters Anonymous meetings or whatever they are. Um, did you know that that is a thing? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. They have uh, anonymous they have groups anonymous for, for everything. Like, everything. Like straight up, yeah, man. They have anonymous groups for people who are afraid of heights. Really? Yeah. I want to know what other things there's anonymous I looked for. it up. Holy smokes. Because I'm super afraid of heights. So Madison's there, and uh, they get in that little fight, and then Kate breaks down. Who does she freaking tell the first person that she's saying that she's pregnant to? Madison. And I just loved all of it. Crying. <laughs> breaks the tension. Perfect. My bad for this episode was Kevin missing his date at the, at the gala gala. Mm-hmm, I never mm-hmm. know how to say that word. Gala. Gala. Why can't you call it a gala? Because that's not how you pronounce it. Well, I like to say it that way. Well, it's tomato, tomato. It's hey. not tomato. It's tomato. Hey. Oh, uh, so in general, just missing it. Of course, uh, he's in serious withdrawals right now. But I was just kind of mad because I thought, where are the flipping waiters? Why aren't they going to go find him? Why is nobody running in the hallways saying <laughs> Kevin Pearson or like the, the, Kevin the event coordinator being like, um, hey, Kevin, um, yeah. hello, yeah. Like, I saw two waiters walking up the stairs, and I thought, okay, one of them is going to get him. Nope. nope they no, didn't. they did not. And then how he responded afterwards when Sophie said, you've embarrassed me. Um, I wish Kevin was a blubbering, I'm sorry, apologetic mess, and he was not. Uh, but you see, I don't know. I mean, I agree with you that he was not that. But I did... I did believe him that he was sorry. I believed that he was sorry. I just <laughs> it wasn't I sorry enough. Groveling. Um, <laughs> I wanted I wanted Toby acts of I'm sorry. Okay. And yep. all you got was Kevin like, oh, I messed up. Yeah. That's like, that's <laughs> yeah. Nope. Not yep. gonna deal with that. Yep. I know I, someone else that does that. Looking you, right at him. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Then you you knew what you do. You what? pull a Kevin, and then three hours later, you become a Toby. No, no, it's not three hours later. Sometimes I always admit when I'm wrong. Always, a hundred percent. Three hours later. <laughs> so then my two, great, two and a half. <laughs> my great is um, Randall's notes about how to interact with Kevin. Oh. You know, to bring up um, the Karate Kid. Oh. Do not ask Kevin for his Game Boy. Oh. This right here. If any of you. We're uncool in school. Uh huh. You might have done this. I know that I did this. I did mental notes, like how <laughs> to talk to the cool kids. <laughs> I know, but that's the problem. Is like I am such a nerd that I would like worry. Okay, if I'm gonna go hang out and sit, if I have like a group project with the cool kids that I would like to be friends with, what can I talk about? <laughs> Because the only cool record I had was TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. And then as soon as my mom heard them rapping about Monkey Wrench, she took it away and it was back to Disney. <laughs> Monkey Wrench. So when Randall had those little notes, it took me back to middle school. And uh, I am I am not the coolest person that I know. So I felt you, Randall. Big high five. Big high five to the nerds. What's that? What is that? It's from uh, it's from Nerds. From the, remember the movie Nerds? No. An ogre? No, because nerd people probably don't watch it because we know that they're being made fun of. You don't even know. You even have... No. See, because you were a jock. Uh, you were it, a jock. You would have made fun of me. I definitely would have made fun of you. 
absolutely would have made fun of you. Marching band for life, man. Oh my god, nerds! That's gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna put. That's gonna be my new sounder, the nerd one. Anytime you no, say something you. like that, no, thank you. <laughs> I've I've been mortified enough, including marching <sighs> front row freshman year with my fly down. <laughs> Homecoming. I was the I was the beginning of the T, the front of the T for the TG for Tollgate. I marched ever so proudly. I thought I was the star of the show. I felt like I was homecoming queen because I was the front of the T. <laughs> On the bus ride home, my friend told me my fly was down the whole time. <laughs> that was so abrasive. All of this is terrible. Stop. <laughs> I'm quivering, and you just like hurt people's earbuds with that. Oh, sorry, I had to, yeah. had to. All right, my <laughs> listen. You're I gonna know. have to fix that in post. That's gonna hurt somebody's ears. It hurt my ears because us nerds are delicate. Listen, I do love you very much, and as much as I make fun of you for being a nerd, I you, you are my nerd, and I'm your nerd, and we're the best together. So we're all in this together. We're all in this together. There you go. I shouldn't sing. No, you shouldn't. The uh, good, bad, great for me. <laughs> Was, uh, listen, first, good. You know, you know how I feel about visual storytelling. I mean, I think all of you listeners know, and my wife definitely knows. But there is this one shot at the beginning of the episode where Kevin is looking in the medicine cabinet for any amount, anything he can take for medicine. And while I'm not a huge fan of what this the, the show is doing right now with Kevin and the you know pretty boy becomes a, a a pill addict or whatever, I think that's just I think that's a little cliche in my opinion. But what I'm getting at is this: there's a great shot of him as he is closing the medicine cabinet door, and when the door is closed and the camera pans, it actually moves over to the to his right and you can only see half of his face mm-hmm. in the mirror mm. and it's like he's looking at the ugly half of himself the one that he as it reflects back in the mirror the one that he doesn't want to confront Look at you can see and deep. I love this kind of writing and visual storytelling because it brings your visual mind it adds visual vocabulary to this is us mm-hmm. when you don't have to use a dialogue you don't have to you don't have to write words or dialogue for this kind of information the beautiful part of tv is that you can use pictures you can use pictures to tell you what you need to do and you can build a framework of who and what you are watching mm-hmm. when you watch something like this yep you immediately see the battle within kevin as he's closing that door seeing half of his face the bad listen i thought i was going to hate the kate and madison fight yep i i and i called it i called that they were going to bump uh, they're gonna do. Yes. They're gonna bump bumpers. I'm like, oh, just don't get into a car accident. Mary's like, no, no, she's pregnant. You can't do that. Uh, but I called it, and I I felt like the fight was was forced. It felt I, it didn't feel right to me. But the result of what happened, the result of uh, Mad in Maddie and, and Kate made sense to me. So I can I can get on board with it, right? I can understand because the joy of pregnancy is real. I can feel that. But Kevin. Kevin's Kevin's story this season so far is just driving me nuts. Are you serious? It's driving me nuts. And like why? <laughs> the, the whole thing of him like missing the ceremony because he's trying to get pills and like I don't know. I just I I don't know. I I 
I don't. I, I just feel like it's a giant cliche. Why I don't, do you I don't think enjoy. it's a cliche? Because he's handsome. Because he's a handsome actor who falls apart, becomes addicted to pills. It's like I think you're missing the hereditary like alcoholism in the strong male figure in the oh, Pearson part. Oh, I don't think I'm missing it. Okay. I don't think I'm missing it. I, I, I understand it. We've actually talked about it a number of times, yeah. especially in the Sylvester Stallone episode, right? But, but in this episode, Jack's you know, waiting with the can of worms in the car while mm-hmm. his dad's getting smashed. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really trying to show you that like these Pearson men have this dark addictive side. Sure. And so frequently people like push aside that addiction can not be passed down. And yet time and time again, it does. I agree with all of that. I feel like there's a better way to tell this story. I feel like there's a better way to get the addiction story told for Kevin because I agree with you thematically it, it makes sense I think you're being negative okay, I well, like it uh, that, that's <laughs> yeah, fine no, I know. I, that, that's why it's my bad I know I know <laughs> and my great I I actually thought that we were going to get this whole thing between uh, Kate and Rebecca and uh, Stanley who is Jack's dad I thought we were going to get this whole meeting where they're like oh my god it's my granddaughter and oh my god it's so good to meet you i don't know why stanley's talking like this but it's so good to meet you rebecca because you're my you're my husband you're my 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 why son's is he husband. a girl i don't know why he's talking yeah. like this but you're like you're you're my son you're my son's wife and uh i just feel like it was gonna go down that road no nope. but it didn't it went down the bopsha route it- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as someone who's been in that situation, I was like, I know how this is going to work out. I, Weird. I, was, I was very happy that it didn't go down this road, uh, that you know there was this big reconciling moment between Rebecca and Stanley and Kate and the whole thing. I'm glad it didn't do that. And I'm glad that they had Rebecca kind of not give Stanley the business, but tell him right before he dies, your son became awesome yeah and i didn't feel it like giving him the business i think giving him like this gift before he dies well that's what i'm saying like it it wasn't giving him the business but it was something like just so you know yeah like he's amazing despite everything that you did to him he is amazing especially in flannel (laughs) (laughs) so uh uh, my love what uh, again what did you think about this whole thing and where do you want to start i want to go camping okay let's go camping camping. because you know i'm a big camping guy i glamping (laughs) jack pearson however is a pink camping guy and you know what i love about jack um so we're talking about these traits that have been passed down the the addictive personality type that has Mm -hmm. been passed down through the pearson men and yet jack really works hard on fixing the things that went wrong between he and his dad sure so much so that when he gets the phone call from rebecca saying your dad is dying do you want to leave camping he says no because he he knows for himself and for his sons that it is more important for them to have a relationship not only with him but for him to teach them to be men and to hold tight to one another because jack doesn't have that I mean, of course, we get this bomb. You know what right, I mean? That Jack right. has a brother. Obviously, the brother, you know, isn't in the picture right now. Right. Um, Jack doesn't have that. He doesn't have family outside of his little tiny family. Right. That is it, man. Mm-hmm. So I love that he has taken the time to teach his sons this is how it is. You know? We all know, sadly, Jack dies early. But, like, how different... Must Jack have been thinking, you know, that night, sleeping under the stars with his boys, thinking, when I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to have my boys around me. Right. You know? And doing the uh, doing the wolf pack howl. Oh! 
that was yes. awesome. That was good stuff. I like this portion for Jack and the camping and everything because you're right. Jack did or does have a brother and he knows how special that brotherly relationship is more than likely mm-hmm. and getting the two brothers to to be together to to understand their relationship it, it's a it's a it's kind of paramount right yeah. it's an important thing your brother or but yeah i would say your brother or for a woman your sister you may have problems early on in your life but by the end you become like best friends like you rely on each other. You rely on each other the most. And even Jack says that in the episode. And the thing that I love, too, about this is that it Stanley's parenting, <laughs> Dro- drop it, dropping his kids off while he goes drinking at the bar. Just leaving them in the car to bake with the worms. Oh, my goodness. I like that it taught Jack patience. Uh-huh. And this is, I think, what we get for, and this is the subtle writing that I was talking about earlier uh, in this podcast episode. The subtle writing is that what Stanley did for Jack was teach him patience. And what Jack did was give that uh, that notion of patience to his kids too. Mm-hmm. When he's talking to Randall, being like, listen, you, sometimes you, you just gotta give your brother time. Yeah, And... Randall eventually listens. I mean, he does. He has to do it with Deja as she's in the, the women's ba- bathroom. And oh my she's, gosh! Right, and she's like, and he's like, I'm gonna go in there. Kevin say, Nah, nah. You, you probably can't, but I know you're gonna anyway. And Kevin is suffering from a lack of patience right now, and he's suffering from a lack of patience because he has his knee that is supposed to heal, and he's supposed to take his time to do it, and he's not letting it happen. As a result, he's getting addicted to pills. And he's not getting addicted. He is addicted. Right. What and, we saw in this episode. Oh yeah, no, he's full out. Is, he's full out yeah, completely. Withdrawal. Like, yeah, and it's funny because he says later on in the episode, "Listen, I'm in pain. I am in pain." And yes, he's in pain in his knee, but he's in pain in his head as well. His whole body. And the previous episode, he was saying. I'm not going to let this damn knee get in my way again. Yeah. It ruined my sports career, and I'm not going to let it do this to my acting career. Yet, it isn't the knee that is getting in his way. It's his own impatience that is getting in his way. Now it's his addiction. Well, yeah, but, but the impatience, the, the result of the impatience Correct. is the addiction. Correct. Right? But now he has like a completely different illness. Uh, to deal with yes and that's what's terrible is that it opened the door for this dark illness and allowing the story i've said it a thousand times already allowing the story to tell itself with these flashbacks is fantastic Mm -hmm. right because when you see the early car right and you like the 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 1940s model ford right and it's driving down the road and it it almost has like the sepia tone yes to to the instagram uh, filter yeah to 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 the camera right Mm -hmm. it almost has this sepia tone to it or um or the colors have been dulled down a little bit yeah it allows you know instantly that it's jack you know instantly that it's him dealing with his dad and having that, having him in the car sitting alone, watching his dad saying, he's going to come back. Oh. He'll be back. And that's why we played this at the beginning of our episode. He'll be back. He'll be back. This kid that loves his dad, wants his dad, isn't getting anything 
but having that juxtaposed against his own adult life with his kids and being there for his kids that's what makes this is us so special in the ability to tell its own story Mm -hmm. having the confidence in its own timeline and having the confidence in its own ability to tell those timelines to its viewers and trusting the viewers is a huge asset a huge asset it's it's been a great storytelling device so far for this is us Mm -hmm. you know going back and forth from those camping scenes to the gala scenes mm-hmm. making sure i'm saying that yeah, word the right yeah, that's my girl it was awesome because here you know hopefully hopefully that reading kevin reading randall's notes is just the beginning of him treating him differently i mean we've seen them as teenagers and they've had to you know they have their own battles then but seeing kevin and randall grown up and how kevin even though he is he is drunk as can be he Mm -hmm. is in the middle of withdrawal not even the middle the beginning of withdrawal he still is able to like be there next to his brother Mm -hmm. you know they their bonding throughout this season has been extraordinary and i've loved watching it so kevin oh by the way can we just talk about sophie real quick yeah i was was just yeah oh sorry definitely not long for this world she is out you know what sophie needs what she needs some big old scott to scoop her (laughs) up and say you know let's go to scotland i'm gonna wear my kilt all day i'm gonna treat you like the princess that you are all right get her own uh, jamie from outlander i'm gonna i'm gonna do things to you you didn't even know existed (laughs) right might have read about it in a little book called outlander that's what sophie needs right now poor thing the yes. love of her life, really, honestly, the right. love of her life is uh, not going down a good road. And right. um, she does, I feel terrible, but she does not deserve to be in a somewhat new, newly kindled relationship with an addict. Yeah. And, and I think on a, on a story level, there's no way that Sophie's sticking around because... I mean, she is a nurse. If there's anyone who can like understand... Or help... It would be a nurse person. The problem, though, is that she's living in New York and he is in L.A. I don't think he has any. I don't think he has any intent on staying in New York. I think he's going back to L.A. Well, if he gets a job, that's what I'm saying, right? So they're going to have this long distance relationship. He's already going to be screwed up. He's already missing. He used to go to rehab. He's yeah. He's gotta make me go rehab. (laughs) Absolutely going to rehab. By the way, absolutely. Maybe they have a place in New York. Maybe they get to do drumming. I would hope so. Maybe he has to have his own drumming moment. And then he has his own breakthrough. That's our hot take. I certainly hope so. That's a good hot take for you. I just don't think, you know, because, you, you know, we've talked a lot here about, on this podcast and other podcasts that we do about character. You know, the, the whole point of watching a television show is to have character moments. Those are the things that you build your show around, Right. It's not necessarily just plot. You don't want it to be plot, 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 plot all the time. You want it to be something that you can grasp onto as characters. And I've kind of gone back and forth on this. I'm not sure if it's character that's most important. It's relationships that are most important. Yeah. Seeing one character and how they interact with another character, right? Like um, Shrek, right? I don't know why this is the first thing that came to my mind. But Shrek, right? Shrek is not a fun character until he meets Donkey. Correct. And then Donkey is the one who brings it out of Shrek. So that's what I'm getting at, right? Like, like, or, or until he meets Fiona. Correct. That's that relationship. That's what makes the, the what makes the, the movie Shrek work. Yep. Okay. 
And that's what I'm getting at with this. I don't think that Sophie and Kevin are doing anything to change each other right now, other than the fact that they are there. And that's why I don't think that she's sticking around for much longer, in my opinion. Okay. What do you think about Deja and Randall? I think there was a major breakthrough. I mean, the whole strip thing was a little scary. Yep. Then she was able to tell him through a closed door about how she used to be beat with a magazine because oh. it didn't show marks. Yep. That was a huge thing. Of course, Randall's known that there was something, mm-hmm. but to have this clarity now, for him to hear it from her, for, for Randall who's lived this very, very posh, you know, well-to-do life, to really hear what happened to her, um, not that his whole life was posh, but you know, now in his adult years, um, she was so comfortable with him mm-hmm. after after being open about that that she fell asleep in the car. Oh, yeah. That's a good note right there. Right? I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. Right. And then it transitioned to the other car scene and Nikki woke up. So we had a sleeping child who was at ease. Oh, that and a then girl. Then, yep. Oh. I take my sleeping in the car seriously. Now so like, you're talking. Hey, how about the fact that uh, Toby has a job? Toby. Working in IT? Oh, my God. I was so excited. I was so excited when Kate walked in and I, I paused the show. I said, someone works? <laughs> they actually have a job. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and then Toby's exuberant dance in the coffee shop. When Kate finally says that we can tell someone, one person, that we're pregnant, and he decides, oh, no. I need some hootie in my life. This is my parade. <laughs> I'm giving all the love to Toby. I mean, I go hot and cold with him. This moment, however, I was like, you're my spirit animal. I don't know about this moment. Because that's what I would do quietly in my house. Mm-hmm. Because someone I know gets a little embarrassed in public. <laughs> but if it were up to me, I have been known to dance in public. So you would you would do the flash dance thing like Toby did. Sit on the chair and spray the water all over yourself. Come yeah. on now. I don't think you would do that. I had a... Very public gender announcement, cutting open cake, doing all sorts of things. That's true. That that you did it on TV. Yeah, you did it on on. Yes, I'm in front of tens of thou- hundreds of thousands of people. I would agree. So if I didn't have that, would I have just danced around a coffee shop? To my <laughs> and favorite sprayed song? water on yourself. Yeah. Would you do it to Hootie and the Blowfish? That's the real question. You know that was a great song. <laughs> Brought me back. I only want to be with you. See, I, I told you I should not be singing. I know. I don't know why you keep doing it. I don't know why either. I was down. I was down. Toby having a job. Kate. When first Kate said, "Please don't tell anybody. I don't even want to talk about this with oh, you." I was like, oh, it, it was so hard, and yet, uh, I get it. I get it. There are sometimes things when you're like so nervous that you don't even want to talk about it because God forbid it doesn't work out. You're even more heartbroken. And I'm glad that she changed her mind very soon after. Mm-hmm. That I, I don't think I could have stood an entire episode with them not even being able to discuss it. So to be able to have that like, never mind, I changed my mind. That was crazy. And then to Toby have an equally crazy response was lovely. <laughs> was lovely. And uh, lastly, there was this one thing that happened uh, and we've talked about bookending here in, in this podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another great bookend of this episode that I really liked. Do tell. And it happened. And, and, you know, it's been doing this is us has been doing this really cool thing lately where it gives a glimpse into a flashback. Mm-hmm. And, and then it gives it context. Like it shows you something that you have never seen before. Yeah. And then like it all of a sudden it makes sense once it gives it context. Like they did it last episode where Kevin flashes to he and his dad doing the warrior face when he was sick. Yeah. And he was doing the, but they, they showed it 
very in a very quick flash mm-hmm. very early on you were like what was that and yeah. then it and then it shows them doing it right so it makes sense and it did it again in this episode where kevin is uh at, his, at the house and he sees the photo of his family where you know where all the kids are together and jack has his arm around him mm-hmm. and he's doing the muscles and everything like that and at the beginning of the episode, oh, you're like, oh, that's a cute photo. That's really great. But it gives it a whole new context when we see it at the end of this episode when you realize it was when Randall and Kevin came home and they're finally starting to get along, perhaps maybe just a little bit. Yes. And the whole family is together. They're doing the water, the slip and slide and everything. And they're finally getting along for a little bit. And you get, and not only do you see the picture, but you actually see them in the actual moment of that moment, uh, posing for that picture, which, mm-hmm. which is great. And of course, it's being you know, uh, shown over uh, a, a song that's called The Ballad of a Dying Man by Father John Misty. And I find this kind of important uh, because the lyrics and everything that is going along with this, whether it is a dying man, if it's Jack thinking about his brother because Jack was sleepless at night when he was looking at the picture of his brother in Vietnam, or if it's Kevin who's being the dying man walking alone on the streets of New York after the party, or Randall. Uh, trying to find his way or with Jack's Deja. dad actually dying and then finally Jack's <laughs> dad actually dying right yeah. and the lyrics here it says and, and this is when as it was playing it says so says the dying man once I'm in the box just think of all the overrated hacks running amok and all of the pretentious ignorant voices that will go unchecked the homophobes the hipsters and the 1% the false feminists he'd managed to detect oh who will critique him once he's left oh in no time at all this will be the distant past. Oh my goodness gracious! Wow. Excellent stuff. Excellent. And this is us has has kind of really done well on the on the whole music front. Yeah, and it's like one of those little hidden things that if you don't know to really listen for it, mm-hmm. I mean, you love the music no matter what. Yeah, sounds great. But it's a whole nother layer. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the nother layer, Randall's humor. No black man will ever be jealous of being auctioned. <laughs> Hashtag American history. Oh my God. Laugh out loud moment. Yeah. Absolute laugh out loud and moment. And this is what one of these things that I love about the show. I will laugh. I will cry. I will have everything. Another moment that got us like, whoa, is Deja's crush on Kevin. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Love. Absolutely. And Real. This is when you know you're writing a good episode because you have balance. A commandment of 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 Outlander cast is that the first commandment of Outlander cast is that it has to the show has to have balance. And This Is Us is phenomenal at balance for the most part. You can have the sad moments, you can have the happy moments, you can have the part parts where you're angry and you're upset or you're disgusted or mortified, but it also has the moment where you can laugh. And it can make something as charged as history, racial history in America, and you can laugh about it. That's when you know you have some good writing. And that's why Tyler Benzinger, I have to give him credit. Phenomenal. Truly. Truly, like, really good writing. And that's why I'm giving this a 4.7. Love it. Final thoughts for this one, my darling? I I enjoyed this episode. um, I'm really worried about Kevin. I'm just really worried about him. Me too. Me too. That's my final thought. Me, for me, it's uh, we finally got a horse. No more ponies. No, Here we go. No more ponies. Told you. And, and uh, you can give me 18 ponies, but 18 ponies don't make 
Don't make one horse, okay? I want horses, not ponies. We got pony. We got horses. Puzzle Watch. Puzzle Watch 2018. You ready for this one? Mm -hmm. Not an overt puzzle piece to to Jack's death, but I think that one that is subtle, again, uh, and I think that lends credit to the writing, Jack's dad, Stanley, dies of liver, cirrhosis of the liver. Yeah. Which is what you get when you drink drink too much. It basically really screws you up and it's essentially liver failure, right? I wonder if Jack dies because he has a form of cirrhosis due to his alcoholism. Remember, he says, I've been drunk for weeks and he's Mm. been drinking for quite some time. He is an alcoholic just like his dad. Maybe not to the same level, but he is still an alcoholic. And maybe the fire that he, I imagine, ends up in 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 the Pearson household only messes it up even worse. Hmm. And maybe that's why Kate blames herself because she thinks she drove him back to alcoholism. Oh my God, you're getting like really deep. Hey, it's Puzzle Watch 2018, I know, baby. I got to bring it. My darling, do you have any, um, any hot takes of the week? No, because I already gave mine. What was the hot take of the week? Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mary Larson, your hot take of the what week. what it was. I mentioned it earlier, and well, you were like, that's Kevin? really good. Something yeah. about Kevin? Yeah. What, was, what was the hot take? I can't Oh, remember. that he's going to go to rehab and have his own breakdown moment. Ah, okay. That's Mary's hot take of the week. I actually have two hot takes. Uh, Kate and Maddie. Kate and Addison, rather. Yeah. Going to be besties from now besties? on. Besties? No. They're absolutely no. going to be besties. Yep. No. They, they, oh, goodness. Well, Kate needs a friend. They've set it up. They've set it up so that they hated each other in the first season and in this. They have the big confrontation. She tells her that she's pregnant. They finally get along. She's like, oh my God, Kate, it's so great. It's amazing. Oh, no. Remember, it's all about relationships. Madison, Kate doesn't need a messed up friend. Madison is going, crazy. Madison is going to bring out something in Kate we haven't seen yet. Maybe drumming. <laughs> and fi- and my, my second hot take of the week, and this is really the hot take of the week, is uh, Jack's brother, I think, died in Vietnam, which is why we have not agree. seen him, which in, in my estimation is probably isn't a huge revelation. But the scene we saw of Jack getting out of the helicopter yep. is the moment where his brother died. <sighs> Stop. Which is why he's so messed up, which is why he was thinking about it as he was doing the boxing to uh, landslide by... <laughs> Uh, by uh, by Fleetwood Mac, yeah, because he lost his main connection to his family and friend, which is why he cannot cope with his feelings, and which is why he drinks, which is why camping is such a special bonding moment for Randall and Kevin potentially because Jack knows it, and this is what happened to he and his brother in Vietnam. Oh, stop! Perhaps being in the war is what drew them closer, and he loses his brother the moment that he oh. finally gets close to his brother. That is my hot take of the week. Are you ready to close out this show, yes. my darling? All right, let's let's close it out. We want to thank you all so much for continually writing written reviews in iTunes. We know that the show is an off season. We know that it's coming up soon. And when you write these reviews, it makes us smile. So this time I want to give a huge thanks to Econ Lovers. This 
review said entertaining and worth the listen a great podcast to listen to and refresh your memory before the third season I love listening to their hot takes and I'm surprised by how much they predict correctly oh. I especially love their personal stories and Blake's TV knowledge I came from Outlander land but we'll listen to whatever they do except Lost sorry Blake hated the show <gasps> thank you Econ Lover and guys please 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 do take the time especially as we get close to the third season getting these written reviews mean more now than ever well for now my name's Mary my name's Blake and this is us too hey an econ lover guess what I got for you we have to go back Kate that's what I got for you lost is the best lost is the best (laughs) this is us too guys